This video is brought to you in partnership with Careerist. If you're anything like me, you're always looking to better yourself, learn something new, try something different. When that feeling extends to honing a new and rewarding set of skills that may lead to a very fine paycheck, well, that's where Careerist comes in. Careerist is an online learning platform that can teach you how to develop your own websites, create apps, test the software that powers those websites, and utilize those skills to implement computer systems for large companies. Skilled Careerist advisors will help you choose your path of study, help you to find 100% remote internships when your course is completed, provide one-on-one -on -one mentorship along the way, in addition to assisting in your dream job search. What's more, most courses can be completed in under six months. As a very special promotion, sign up through the link on screen and get up to $250 off the course of your choosing and start your journey towards an exciting and rewarding future today. This happened to me a few years ago, right before the pandemic hit. In fact, I know the exact date because it spooked me to my core. It was February 18th, 2020. I was 14 years old, so you can imagine that this was a pretty frightening moment for a young girl. My mother, younger brother, and I went to go see a movie. He wanted to see the new Sonic film, and I didn't really want to, so I went to see the Birds of Prey movie with Harley Quinn in an adjacent theater by myself. I had already seen the movie, but quite frankly I wanted to see it again, with the addition of popcorn and a movie theater hot dog. I had gone off by myself to the viewing room, and it was completely empty at this point. Just me in there, so I felt relatively safe being able to see the whole room, given that I was at the very top. It's pretty nice having the entire showing to yourself, not having to check a laugh that may come from you, or worrying about the crunching that comes from your snacks. It's pretty awesome. That is, until it's not. About halfway through the film, I went to the restroom. That soda went right through me. Just like in the movie, I was once again the only person in the restroom. Every room was in current running progress, so nobody wanted to miss the films that they were in. As I was finishing up, there was an elderly woman at the sink. About 70 is what I would guess. I thought I had been alone, but I suppose not. She was washing her hands right next to me. She had moved from her original spot. Now, for context, before I say what she said to me, I'll give you a brief description of myself. I have black hair, green eyes, relatively sharp features, high cheekbones, and arched brows. Yeah, a typical Disney villain, which I somewhat blame for her response. While I have a high sense of self-worth, and I find myself beautiful, I don't think that I'm anything worth losing marbles over. She had looked at me with the most subtle yet unnerving grin, still with her hands under the water, but not doing any washing. She said, young lady, you're gorgeous. I said thank you, and she went on to say, a beauty like that is only something an evil thing could have. Your eyes, they're just so hollow and soulless. She continued with that same damn smile. I was seriously starting to get creeped out, but I do live in the Bible Belt, so I initially chalked it up to her being a religious nutjob. But then she got closer, leaned in and said, without that smile, 
you shouldn't have that beauty. I hurried and left as soon as I possibly could. I didn't like the feeling of being left alone with that woman anymore. I made it outside to the lobby of the theater, where there were plenty of people. Far enough away from that bathroom door to feel safe, yet close enough where I could still see it. I waited for about five minutes in the lobby, and that woman never came out. I eventually went back to my theater and was paranoid the entire rest of the film. I couldn't get that crazy lady out of my head. Like, who says that to a kid? She seriously made me consider finding a priest to exorcise me after that encounter. I told my mother what had happened later that night, and that was the last time she let me go alone to the bathroom until I was at least 16. Never do I want to see that woman again. I still get paranoid any time that I'm alone in a public restroom now. In fact, I try to avoid them altogether. Countless times I've re-examined those shared moments with that woman in that restroom, but I still can't figure out what she wanted, or even worse, what she had planned if I didn't hurriedly remove myself from that situation. In 2017, I was an undergrad living with three other students in a rough student house in the big city. For context, on the layout of the house, this will probably be beneficial for the story. My bedroom was the only one on the ground floor beside the front door and opposite of the kitchen. We only had a front door and front windows, no back door. My bed was in the middle of the room. The bottom of the bed was facing the bedroom door. There were three floors in total, two bedrooms on the second and another bedroom and sitting room on the third. One June evening, we all decided to head out with a few other friends for a big drunken night out in town to simultaneously celebrate end of exams, my 21st birthday, and one last hurrah before everyone went back home or went traveling for the summer. I'm not a huge clubber, so me and my then boyfriend were ready to go home at around 1, maybe 1.30 a.m. We hitched an Uber back, drunkenly got takeout, and passed out in bed around 2, maybe 2.30 at 4.30 a.m., we were both jolted awake by one of my housemates slamming open the door and exclaiming, We've been robbed. We rubbed our eyes in bewilderment because neither of us had woken up to such a thing, and perhaps she was just playing some terrible prank. Surely, given our proximity to the front door, we would have heard something, right? We walked upstairs to discover the upstairs rooms were largely ransacked and items were missing. Everyone's electricals that weren't on them were gone, like laptops, iPads, cameras. Passports were all gone, and my housemate's weed stash was taken as well. A baseball cap from the girl whose room was on the third floor was found in another person's bedroom on the second floor, meaning the intruder wore the cap and took it off as they proceeded through the house. It then hit me. What about my room? I raced downstairs to check my belongings and discovered that my purse at the bottom of my bed was missing, and my ex's phone and wallet that were also at the bottom of the bed were taken. My laptop was on the bedside table beside me, and was untouched. The intruder, or intruders, managed to break open the front door, go through the entire house, ransack rooms looking for things to steal, and actually open the door of the bedroom we were sleeping in to take things right in front of the bed we were in. We never woke up to any of it, 
To say I was shaken when I found out what happened would be an absolute understatement. The police came to take our statements and file a report, but nothing ever came of it. To this day, I'm still super uneasy to go to bed in an empty house after that night. I am thankful, however, that we didn't wake up during the middle of that robbery and that I didn't go home alone that night because the outcome could have been very different from what it was. My husband and I like to go for walks after dinner. The neighborhood we live in is generally safe, even when walking around after dark, so we've never been guarded or felt afraid. One night during our walk, about 8.30 p.m., a woman coming towards us began arguing with the man she was walking with. It was a pretty heated argument, but something about it felt like they were putting on a show for us. The street we do our nightly walks on has a slight incline, so we could see them coming downhill towards us. I actually noticed her from a little over a block away, because her outfit looked familiar to me. A few months before this, a woman wearing a pink fake fur jacket with one of her shoulders exposed and a tank top kept trying to jokingly take my husband's pizza box away from him when we were waiting to cross the street, saying, Oh my god, thank you, I'm starving. So when I saw this woman up the street coming towards us, wearing a similar style jacket, the first thing I thought was, Hmm, I wonder if it's the same one that tried to take our pizza. As soon as they reached us, they went from completely quiet to screaming at each other. It was like they hit their marks on the stage and someone yelled action, and they began their rehearsed fight. They were so loud I could see people on the other side of the street looking over at them. So I thought if they had been arguing like this all along, we definitely would have heard them long before we saw them. The two of them also switched the direction they were walking in. Originally they were walking towards us, but as soon as they reached us and began their fight, they turned around and walked alongside us. They also boxed us in, the woman walking slightly in front of us to the left of my husband, and the guy yelling at her from behind me to the right. I could tell my husband was freaked out too, because of the vice grip he had on my hand. Get away from me, Josh, the woman screamed. We broke up. God, leave me alone. Why are you like this? Always starting shit in public, the man yelled. They kept pace with us. I tried walking faster to get away from them, but they just sped up too. When we reached the intersection, even though we had the light, I pulled on my husband to stop for a bit, just to see what would happen. They both stopped as well. They clearly weren't anticipating the stop because they actually continued walking a bit more, and then stopped suddenly when they realized we were standing still. The funny thing is as soon as we all stopped, I saw a brief look of confusion flash over her face, and they stood at the corner for a few seconds, staring at each other, completely quiet, like they weren't sure what was going on. And then like they heard someone yell action once more, they resumed their yelling. On top of all of that, the man who was with her wore an outfit that was head-to-toe dark colors, like black or navy blue, a hoodie pulled down almost to his eyes, and one of those combo neck-face mask things pulled up past his nose. He was basically dressed like a ninja, in 60-degree Fahrenheit weather. I know we're in COVID times, but that outfit was overkill. He definitely looked like he was trying to hide his face. 
I did consider that maybe she was walking alongside us because she was genuinely scared. It was the reason I didn't just leave and pull my husband away with me. She'd call out to us every now and then and say, You see what I have to put up with? He won't leave me alone. Hey, I said after this happened a few times, come with us to X Avenue. There's a bunch of stores and restaurants there still open. Lots of people. So it'll be safer. She ignored me every time. Just when I decided that this had to be fake, she suddenly asked my husband to tell the masked man to leave her alone. And my husband told him, Dude, I think you should back off and give her some space. Whatever's going on, you're not helping. And just like that, the creepy ninja guy left. He didn't put up a fight. He didn't tell my husband to mind his own business. Nothing. He just yelled, I want my stuff back, Jessica, as he ran off. I found it strange he gave up so easily. The woman thanked my husband, but then begged us to walk her back home on Y Avenue because she was scared he'd be waiting for her outside of her building. We immediately said no. Between where we were and Y Avenue were a lot of small playgrounds, churches, schools, and parking lots of offices that were closed by then. Basically, if we walked her home, we'd be passing by a lot of dark, unpopulated places where someone could easily jump out and get the drop on us, and there would be nobody around to hear us scream. I suggested over and over we walk to X Avenue instead, which would have us walking through well-populated residential neighborhoods, and we could even wait in a store together while she called for a police officer to escort her to a friend's place. But she actually said, Yeah, but that's in the opposite direction of where I live, and that's really inconvenient for me. I'd end up having to walk so much more. Who picks convenience over not getting potentially kidnapped and killed? Also, if you knew your creepy psycho ninja boyfriend was going to be waiting for you, why would you go home instead of staying with a friend? She also kept telling us her address. I just need you to walk me to my building, number 1234 on Y Avenue, apartment 3B, or something like that. Like she was trying to reassure us that we would really be escorting her to a real place, and that this definitely was not a plan to rob us or harvest our organs. After several times of us offering to walk her to a restaurant or 24-hour drugstore, she finally said that she was calling her mother to get her. She pulled out a cell phone and quickly walked away from us. Hey, we can wait with you here until your mom picks you up, my husband called out after her. She didn't answer, though. We watched her until she turned a corner and disappeared. I know it sounds crazy, but even after that, I still wasn't completely convinced it was fake. I still felt guilty. Maybe she needed our help, and we let her down. Maybe she was following us because she felt safer around a couple. Maybe they didn't really box us in. Maybe she just put us between her and him so he couldn't grab her. After we arrived home, and for a few days afterwards, my husband and I really struggled with whether we had just left a poor woman alone to contend with an abusive, stalker boyfriend. But the way she and the man that she was with acted... It felt much more like a scam than somebody trying to escape an abusive partner. She was more concerned with convenience than safety. She wouldn't take our offer to accompany her down a safer, more populated path to a public place. And she didn't even want us to wait with her while she called her mother. Plus, the guy's outfit was really suspicious. It seemed like he wanted to be sure none of his features were visible. Pretty much all of my friends thought it was a scam too. But I still wondered. 
I still felt bad. Like a lot of people who post on this subreddit, been made to feel unsafe by creepy people in the past. So if I see someone in a similar situation, if I can, I want to help them get to safety. But at the same time, I think it's important to remember that not everyone who appears to be a victim actually is one. Some people may try to take advantage of your kindness and empathy to steal from you, or worse, be safe out there.